You're listening to another great podcast in the MyMac Podcasting Network. Jeez, Mike, pay attention. But why? And folks, that's what it is. It's like herding cats here on GSE 269. Welcome back. And we're doing something a bit different now. And I'll, I'll, uh, but first off, I want to welcome Elisa back with us. Ooh, ooh. Okay. Ooh, ooh. <laughs> and, and Mike's here, sort of. Woohoo. Yeah, okay. Mike and his nuts. Yep, these yeah. nuts. That's uh, pre-show yeah, th- banter. We won't. Yeah, <laughs> we'll spare you people that, so... The pre-show text messages can go very far afield. That's all I'll say. Or even some of the Skype messages. This is true. This is very true. <laughs> very true. Right. Yeah. So we just do um, things to screw each other up. Well, that, and that's the exact up. point of it. Yes, is to screw with people. <laughs> um, figuratively, people. I'm just saying, just so you know. Yeah. Oh, but before we, like we each go, other, but not that much. Yeah, that's okay. that's true. So before we get too far afield. And only because I happened to talk to Mr. Greentree a week ago last night, Saturday, because his kids and my kids got on and played uh, Mario Kart 8 on the Switch, you know, 9,000 miles apart, and they're trash-talking each other and playing Mario Kart, and they have they have That's a blast. That's very cool. You have to admit, that is really cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. they played for 90 minutes, I think it was. Good for them. And they trash talk. Um, Mark's son, Nicholas, trash talks with my son, John. And it's just, it's funny. It, it's hilarious to watch. And then I'm talking with Mark and his wife, Gretel, in the background and all that. So it's it's just a load of fun. It's a nice remote get-together, I guess is the best way to say it. So, But Mark did mention the weather report. Apparently he is listening to us on occasion, even though he doesn't want to participate. And before I forget... Melissa is not feeling well. She is back at home base, but she's not feeling that great, so she's a bit under the weather. We wish her well. Uh, and speaking of the weather, the weather has gotten better. It's dropped below 3 million degrees centigrade anyway, like it was the week before last. Um, here we're, we're talking high 70s to mid 80s, um, you know, low 80s for the next week or so, which isn't too bad with some rain and I really enjoy the rain. So I'm looking forward to it. Um, we had a heck of a heavy rain come through last night. At one point it upset one of the cats, the cat growled and ran away. So <laughs> the other cats go, huh? <laughs> so, you know, so that's just the way it goes. So how is the weather in your neck of the woods, Elisa? Very similar to yours. It's uh, looks like it's going to be in the low eighties, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, then back down to the 70s and a little bit of rain. Basically, it sucks. Oh, see, I like the rain. The other good thing about the rain is it makes traffic lighter around here because all the construction uh, crews and stuff don't go in for all the construction that's going around. So it makes my commute easier. So I'm okay good with that. Well, that's a good thing. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes, and we like the rain in this part of the country because it keeps things green. We're always about one shower away from a drought around this country. Um, and we have had some rain this week, and so far none of the roofs have leaked at school, so yay. Um, that's been an ongoing saga this summer. Uh, but this week it looks like uh, temperatures in the low to mid-70s, so by the time they get the air conditioning up and running at school, it'll probably be in the 70s and we won't need it. 
uh, and so it goes. But um, it looks like a chance of rain uh, Tuesday and Wednesday. And again, like I say, we don't try not to turn rain away rain too much around here because um, we like to have our grass green and not necessarily beige. But, um, you know, it looks like uh, the weather is not going to be too bad. Well, that's good. Let's hope so because we all need your crops. Mm. Well, I don't have much of a crop. His but, crap? Uh, crop. Oh, crop. Okay, crop. No, you guys get my crap for free. I think Yeah, the crap's free. We get that every week when we do the show. So. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Along with my nuts, but anyway. <laughs> These nuts. <laughs> yes. And, and love goo. All the I. I'm We're not helping giver. Melissa. You do understand this. Uh, right? I know she's. Yeah, uh, if her you know mind grade has exploded her head, this will. So. And Mike's done gooed on his nuts. So we, he's, she's and I gonna... did hear "Let Your Love Flow" today. Let Came on the radio. Let your yeah. love oh, goo. Yeah, I almost took a picture of it and sent it to you. <laughs> like, ah, oh, nah, never mind. <laughs> um, I do want to make mention of something that's upcoming, so that our listeners know this first and foremost. Um. As often happens, for the same reason we didn't ha- we weren't able to have the show last week because we had various things. People, some of us weren't feeling good, and blah 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 blah. I'm not going to get into it. Life interrupts, so we're going to adjust the show schedule at least for a while. Um, no, it may be permanent. It may only last a few months. I don't know yet. We're switching to an every other week schedule, folks. So what it'll be is we're recording this week. This is Sunday the thirteenth of August as we record. Uh, assuming I get home in time, I'll get it edited and ready for Tim to post probably sometime tomorrow night. And then it'll be two weeks again before you get a, the next episode of GSE. We've talked about this amongst ourselves. We hope it'll help us focus a bit more on certain topics um, and things like that. I mean, it was a, a group decision. It wasn't just my decision. So, and and that's our hope. You know, there may be some weeks where we have something real meaty that we decide to put out a show two weeks in a row. It's just kind of a thing that we're going to go forward with to try to help us. We've all got life things and obligations. Elisa's got her sunbathing and her baseball to deal with and her concert (laughs) tours and all that stuff. As she goes on the road multiple times, Um, I've got a bunch of issues that are interrupting with different things and causing problems. So we're just going to do that, folks. If you've got any questions or concerns, I mean, don't worry. We're not going away. We're not pod fading, as the term is said, but we're still going to be here. It's just the show will be a little less frequent. So, you know, Elisa's waiting for us to start getting paid, and then we'll become more frequent. You know, when we start making fifteen, twenty, thirty thousand dollars $30,000 a year as podcasters. Each. You know, each, yes, each. Yeah, sure. Then we may become more closer to a daily show even. you know, That's hard, right. It's hard to tell. <laughs> So, folks, right. if you know anybody that wants to sponsor the show and get us to that, please, you know, step right up and let us know. We're happy to take it. Or we could do it the other way around. We could threaten to be a daily show and people would pay us not to be. Okay. Either way, it works. Either way works. Yes, I agree with Elise. If we can quit our jobs and. And quit and quit podcasting. <laughs> quit our jobs, quit wow. podcasting and just get on Skype and annoy each other. Hey. That sounds uh, good. No. Sounds like a fun time. Yes. So that's. Just wanted to give everybody a heads up so everybody knows and doesn't think we've pod faded or anything like that. And Melissa will be back with us, I promise, uh, at some point. When she gets healthy and done with her puppy training and all that sort of thing, she should be back with us on a little more frequent basis. 
And Melissa, your goal is two weeks from tonight, the next episode, because I will be at the Red Sox game. There you go, Melissa. You have had a challenge issued to you. And Elisa's got things going off in the background there. Yep. Telephone. Oh, okay. Yep. My husband's got it. Okay. Um, I do want to move on to one other thing. Uh, a bit of a sad note, folks. You've heard me multiple times mention a uh, dear friend of the show, uh, Dorothy Yamamoto. Um, she's She's been a good friend to me for, our, I'm not even going to say, as long, at least as long as I've been doing this show, but even before that when I was helping out on Not Another Mac podcast and stuff like that. Um, I talked about all the iPods that she sent me. I guess it was late last year when she sent them all to me. Um, but I'm afraid I have to share a bit of sad news. Uh, Dorothy passed away uh, back in July. Um, she had been dealing with some health issues, and unfortunately she didn't recover this time. So uh, we do ask everybody to think kindly of Dorothy and, and you know send warm thoughts and prayers her way or whatever. Um she will be greatly missed. I know Elisa yes. and I had a lot of conversations mm-hmm. with her at different times. Um, matter of fact, as I was starting the Skype call tonight, and I was scrolling through my contacts, I saw her contact pop up, and I was like, yeah, that's that's kind of sad. So I know yeah, she was a great friend. I know she had done um, Three Geeky Ladies a couple times, I think. Yeah, she uh, interviewed, Suze interviewed her about her art. And she was very... She's very humble and very shy. She didn't think she was good enough. Yeah, she was a really good artist, as a matter of fact. Um, did a lot of sketching and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. She was big on yeah. the iPad. And she was always learning and always taking classes. Yeah. She so was. She will be uh, very, very sorely missed. If anybody wants to see a good example of some of her artwork, she helped design the Twit Network logo. Uh, oh, really? I didn't know that. I remember hearing Leo talk about that quite some time ago. Oh, how wonderful. I didn't know that. No, I don't know how much she had to do with it, but I know she did help with it. So, again, she was an amazing person, and she will be very greatly missed by all of us, I know. Yes. Yeah, I just happened to be looking through some of my uh, Twitter uh, messages here, and she had direct messaged me with a a couple things, and it happened to pop up today, and I kind of went, hmm. Okay. Yeah. yeah, that was kind of one of those gut punch deals. Yeah. Yeah. And like I said, I, I, I'm so grateful that she sent me these iPods and I have these to, to help remember her with. I mean, because she had all of them personalized, bless her heart, when she bought them. Um, so, it, you know, uh, that's the nice thing. I have all of those to remember her with. Um, but we will definitely miss her. So mm. yes. send positive thoughts and prayers her way, please, and her family. So, all right, we're going to move on to a bit of a lighter note. Um, Mike wants to turn our iPhones or our smartphones into something else. Yes, uh, gaming devices. Um, I'm trying to text my son here because he just tried calling and letting him know that I'm podcasting, not ignoring him. But, um, yeah, this is uh, something I came across and I thought, well, this is right up, you know, especially for Kevin and me because we're always talking about gaming and everything. Um and so I saw this one. This was on Engadget. And this is a device that, uh, as far as I can tell, I think it works for Android and iOS, I believe. Uh, but basically, it's this device that uh, you drop your phone into. I think it 
does is it a physical connection or is it Bluetooth? Um, I read the article, but that was a couple weeks ago. I'd kind of forgotten about it. But um, <laughs> great, Mike. Yeah, I know. But you drop your phone into it, and then it's got a slot for uh, cartridges, uh, so you can put your Game Boy cartridges in there, and you can play um, Game Boy uh, games on your phone. And the uh, if you watch the video, I think there's video in here somewhere. Yeah, yeah. at the top. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, there it is. Oh yeah, the one that I'm ignoring. Yeah, and it looks like the. Uh, uh, Game Boy screens on there, the same sort of resolution and everything. Um, yeah, it's called the uh, Smart uh, Smart Boy. Um, and it started out, I guess, as a uh, April Fool's joke. Um, who's uh, by Hyperkin, I guess. It was something that they, a few years ago, just, uh, just made an April Fool's joke. And then somebody said, well, hey, why don't we... Some, they expressed enough interest in it, so they said, why don't we just um, make this thing? So they made it and I'm not seeing a price right offhand here. Um, yeah, I don't see one either. Hyperkin is well known in the retro gaming market. They make um, a bunch of different retro consoles that'll let you play NES, SNES, uh, and others. They actually make a handheld. Is it NES or SNES? I have to go back and look. Look console too. So at least it's something your kids might enjoy. Oh, okay. I found it here. Sixty dollars. Oh, it is. Okay. Now, okay, I found here, yeah, here's a, there's a, a couple problems with this. So, yeah, I guess it'll only work with uh, phones with Type-C connectors. Oh, so I guess fudge. that would, uh, yeah, I know. Um, let's see. Um, and it's also a little pin, uh, finicky about the cartridges. Only Game Boy and Game Boy Color cartridges are compatible right now. It might add Game Boy Advance support in the future. Um but um, the experience isn't just good enough yet. And uh, that wouldn't be so bad if you only ha uh, had to do it once. But the app deletes any dumped ROMs as soon as the user removes uh, his or her, her phone from the controller. And, um, yeah, so um, uh, that means you can't play Smart Boy. Uh, you can't use the Smart Boy to play Game Boy Advanced cartridges. It means you'll have to download them from the Internet. Uh, and that's kind of a legal gray area. So it's not great but it's a start i mean everything has to start somewhere and um this isn't too bad um you can put the link in there because i'm paraphrasing a lot here and like i said i should have uh, uh read it before we started the podcast here i kind of forgot about <laughs> prep but, what uh, amy prep yeah no sure um but um you know, it's an interesting start, and because I do have a few Game Boy cartridges around here, and you know, I think you have a couple there, Kevin. Yeah, as you kind of maybe three, four, five, sixty. Sure, um, but yeah, like I say, you know, and everything has to start somewhere, and hopefully, this will go somewhere because it would be kind of neat to, and hopefully, it'll expand the you know. Uh, opportunities too so that ios and regular android phones could use it because i don't think there's a lot of phones out there just yet with the type c connector it'll probably get there eventually um, yeah it would be nice if it supported the lightning connector so i could do it on sure. my phone right. um, or i don't think bluetooth would be able to handle the graphics but, probably uh, not the no. uh you know this makes me think there's a lot of stuff out there um there's a Chinese company that makes a product, and I think I talked about it on the show, show called the GB Boy Color, C-O-L-O-U-R, 
which is a remake of the Game Boy Color, but it will take Game Boy and Game Boy Color cartridges, and it has some built-in games. Uh, but the big advantage it has over the original Game Boy or the Game Boy Color is it has a backlit LCD screen, which makes it easy to see, because that's one of the hardest things on the Game Boy, the Game Boy Pocket, or the Game Boy Color, is you got to have pretty good light, uh, at least for my eyes, to see. And that's one reason I bought that uh, Nintendo DS, not 3DS, but a DS a while back, because it will also play my Game Boy Advanced cartridges. Because not that I don't have a Game Boy Advance, thanks again, Jim. Uh, but I do. But even that is not backlit. That's a frontlit screen. Mm-hmm. So, and I actually watched a video the other day on a guy that converted a Game Boy Color over to a backlit screen. Oh, it's really simple. And I watched this thirty-minute video, and I went, <laughs> "Nope, not simple enough for me." I mean, we no, were desoldering can... and soldering and jumping no. and. Special no. cables and I, no, no, that's not. Uh, I'll just yeah. buy something. <laughs> yes, and it says here in the uh, the article that the, uh, the it's the smartphone part that makes this uh, the experience potentially better than picking up your original Game Boy because the screen of the modern phones is way ahead of the screen that was in the Nintendo the handheld uh, uh, Game Boys and such, um, and it's on a larger black backlit screen with better audio. Um, and it can even be better, it says here, with the 3DS Virtual Console on the Nexus uh, 5X games were sharper and brighter and had deeper blacks than the same titles played on Nintendo's hardware. And it said uh, some games even have extra features. The smart boy plays Donkey Kong in full color as if it were being played on a Super Game Boy. Um, so there's a few things that make it interesting, but... Yeah, that's uh, the other thing that Hyper can make is a super. I think it's called Super Game Boy, that lets you do some of this stuff too. That, but it, again, I think it plays NES and SNES cartridges. I can't remember. And I, and Game Boy Advance. I have to go look it up. It's the Hyperkin Retron Five. I think is the one. I. So I mean, there's a ton of this stuff coming down the pike, um, and I'm really surprised nobody's done this yet. I know there's a company out there, and I think you brought it up, Mike, that lets you put your smartphone in and in a, I can't describe it any better than like a clamping looking thing. Sure. And it actually makes it look like a Nintendo Switch. Mm-hmm. So. I've got one over there for, it'll fit, you know, a number of different tablets, but um, I've got it for my uh, NVIDIA Shield, which the hardware inside the Shield is about the same as what the Switch is. But, yeah, you clamp it in there, and you've got the joysticks on the side, and you can play games with it. It works by Bluetooth. And so, yeah, there, that's a pretty uh, slick thing. And so now that I've got my Switch, I haven't taken it out as much. But uh, it's a, a good way to play games because even uh, for some of them, um, like uh, Minecraft on the tablet was kind of funky to use and it'll help with some of that stuff too and you can map it to certain on-screen game controls that some games use it's a little bit you know takes a little getting used to but you can do it that way so you know it's just another way to play games and since these our smaller screens are getting better uh it's a lot getting a lot easier for us to take our games with us we don't have to sit in front of the tv anymore um and like you know the switcher like the Switch has proved, uh, that is one that you can – it's good on the uh, 
the screen itself and it's good on the TV. And, you know, that's a and hopefully we'll have more things going that direction that um, you don't have to have like a separate thing to play mobile games on or anything like that. You just have this one that you can plug in and then take it with you. Well, you know, it's funny. I was watching, I don't know if either of you know the YouTuber called Lamar Wilson, if you've ever watched any of his stuff. Mm-hmm. He's a guy, he's probably, I would guess, mid-40s, maybe about 40 years old. But, you know, he was talking about all this stuff. He And he's, he's a big YouTuber, folks. He's funny, too. If you get a chance, look him up. Um, I'll try to remember to put a link to his YouTube channel in the show notes. Um, but he does a lot of videos on, on gaming as well as other stuff like that. And he was talking about the fact that uh, somebody had sent him something related to the uh, Crash Bandicoot game, Bandicoot, however you say it, uh, that just came out on the PS4. And he was talking about the fact that he, uh, he, um, what was I going to say? He, he said he's like going through a, his, a second childhood, so to speak, because when a lot of the stuff like the Game Boy, and I know it's true for you, Mike, when mm-hmm. Game Boy and stuff was originally released, we were adults. <laughs> we were broke. <laughs> it, it, uh, well, besides adults, we were broke yeah. adults. And yeah. it wasn't something we got into much at that time. Mm. But I'm reliving my childhood, and it, it's a great bonding time to go to do it with my kids and all that. I mean, we have a lot of fun going to these retro stores and buying games and playing them. And plus, with the retro games, I got a snowball's chance in hell of actually winning. Um, <laughs> the more modern game, my son just kicks my butt. And, right. well, my daughter, too. And then uh, Mark loved it. He beat the crap out of me playing Mario Kart when it's just him and I. And I haven't had a chance to play Mario Kart 8 that much recently. So I'm, I got to rebuild my skills. So, <laughs> you know, he was laughing at me and all that. So I, I, I've got to save face here, folks. But anyway, what right. I was going to say about, you know, Lamar talked about the fact the reason there's a lot of people discovering is you have people that had it when they're kids and now they want to go back. Then you have people like Mike and I that are reliving our missed gaming childhoods. I'll put it that way. I mean, all we had was board games, folks, if we were lucky. So mm. that's it's just the way it is. So, But this is a really cool idea. I mean, there's a lot of these devices coming out. Like I said, there's actually a new Game Boy due out sometime this year. I don't remember when. Um, I, I've seen the news. I have to go back. I think it's November it's going to come out. It's not from Nintendo, but it looks like the original Game Boy. It's about the same size. Um, and it'll do emulation, but I'm also looking at the Nintendo 2DS that just came out uh, a couple of weeks ago. I'm jonesing for one of those. I don't know about you, Mike. Yeah, I'm seriously thinking about it. So, um, yeah, they're yeah. they're 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 looking they're cool devices because they'll play every DS game ever released. So, and then you also have the virtual store and virtual console. And the nice thing about that one is it's uh a little bit more pocketable because you can fold it up and I can tuck it in somewhere if I decided to go out and um, I don't know if it quite fit in one of my saddle pouches or not, but um, it's just something that I could uh, take in my, uh, especially in the wintertime, I can stick it in a, my coat pocket or something in the summertime, not so much, but I can still carry it with me if I wanted. Uh, even we went down to Sioux Falls yesterday and that was a two hour drive and I took my, uh, uh, 
switch with me and that I had to slide under the seat of my son's car because he drove and and it was just the uh, the DS that's a little smaller I could have stuck that in the glove compartment or something so yeah they, they Mike's not reading the chat obviously because I'm trying to ignore you yes <laughs> you people but um, yeah there it's a pretty cool little thing because actually what I've been playing the most the two games I play the most are I play Tetris on my original Game Boy I bought a while back and I've been playing Mario Kart DS on the on my DS or on my DS DSI that I have. I've, I actually, folks, now have three DSs, so I need another one. I got to make it an even <laughs> number. That's well, the problem. So. Well, and be, beyond my Borderlands addiction on the PC, I've been getting into Zelda, and I've actually kind of started over again um, because I kind of realized. I missed a few things along the way and I'm doing a little better this time because now I have a little better idea what I'm doing because I just plunged into it and started playing and then it's kind of like I'm getting my butt kicked. Well, now I realize I should do some of these side quests and get some better um, weapons and get a little bit more experience. And so it's going better the second time around. I have to admit that when my kids are playing Splatoon now, Splatoon 2, excuse me, and every time I watch them play, there's one character that comes up Elisa, she looks a lot like you. Oh, no. <laughs> and she's pretty vicious in the game, so... Okay, that's good, then. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. That's what we That's what we need. We need Elisa to get a Nintendo Switch, and then you and Mike and I can all play Splatoon 2 against one another, or with each other, you know, as a crew. Someone wants to buy it for me? I don't do games. I'm just not a gamer. Oh, come on. If someone wants to buy it for me, I'll be happy to learn. Well, I think Mike's willing to buy it for you. I have a birthday mm. coming up. There you go, Michael. Well, you you guys assume a lot. <laughs> well, you know what happens when we assume. Yes, you get horribly disappointed. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we can play with each other. That's exactly as Mike put it in the sure. chat. So yep. that'll That'll make for a lot of fun. But um, and Mike, we could get that melt. What's the game one, one two switch that where you fake milk? Oh, one the cow- two three switch. Yeah. yeah. Well, I grew up on a farm, but I never had to milk the cows, and all the dairy farmers I know had milking machines. So I don't know if I have an edge up on uh, y'all or not. But well, let's put it this way: you might have an ed- you'd have more of an edge on me. The closest I ever came to really milking a cow was getting kicked out of the barn and into the pig pen by one. That was pissed mm. off for some reason, a dairy cow. So, you know, landing sure. face first in a pig shit, I, you know, <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. Oh, yeah, I do. Yeah. And I, I actually had a friend who was kicked by a dairy cow once and uh, broke his shoulder. So, well, now um, this one, this one, my father was milking it for my grandfather because my grandfather wasn't feeling well and she was very particular. And she kicked back at my father, and he stumbled backwards and knocked me out of the... We both fell out of the barn into the pig pen, so... Okay, you weren't launched then. No, no, we weren't launched. No, no. Okay, all right. That that wouldn't have been good for a four-year-old, so... No, no. Yeah. Even for an adult. Yeah, it's not not good. But anyway, so... Had that experience. But anyway. That's cool, Mike. I think you should get one and try it out. I think it's a good reason for you to buy a new phone. Uh, yeah, you were already trying to convince me of that the other day, too. Um, yeah, I'm sure my credit card would love that. Well, I have to own up today that I bought two phones. Thought you had two phones already. I have multiple phones, but, uh, 
my two of my other kids didn't have phones, so broke down today and bought them each a basic Android phone so they'd have a way to get a hold of us. And they were like beside them, beside themselves when they got them. So they weren't expensive phones. They're just they're track phones, like the ones that uh, my iPhone is a track phone. I have it on the track phone network, um, and people are always amazed at what I say. It ends up averaging out to costing me a month about eleven dollars a month. So. Hey, yeah. I mean, I can afford that for everybody to have one of those. I mean, you multiply that, that's roughly $50 a month for five people to have cell service. That's affordable. Yeah. So. Yeah, and what is that, about 100 minutes a month or something like that? Plus it um, varies out somewhere between 60 and 100, yeah. Yeah, okay. I haven't. It's been a while since I've had to deal with that. Once I came out with the unlimited and we got smartphones, we haven't looked back. So I haven't looked at a, a while to see what the the ones where you buy minutes is. Um, but yeah, that's not too bad because I mean you're probably just going to be remote parenting with them. So um, well, the the bad thing is a lot of times in school now the schools, even though they have Chromebooks that the school issues to them. They'll tell them, oh, hey, why don't you look this up on your phone? You know, go to this website, install this app. It's like, what the hell really? am I paying for? Yeah. <laughs> you Most schools say put the phones down or uh-huh. they make you either leave them in your locker or you have to put them in a box at the top of the class, in the front of the class. Not in high school. They don't. Not here. They let them wow. use it. They can't play music um, and they're not supposed to be texting on them, but they do use them occasionally in class. Uh and this is in high school because all my kids are in high school, so I don't know. They're not allowed and, to take them in locker rooms and places like that. Oh, no, no. We have signs up prohibiting them and openly out in locker rooms or in bathrooms or whatever just because of the whole, you know, sexing thing or whatever. Yeah. But um, And I think they tried once here, but then they realized – Especially here, like where it's a farming community or, you know, and maybe not just necessarily farming, but sometimes they have to text kids something like, you know, on the way home, maybe you want to swing by the hardware store and pick up something or stop by the, you know, farm store and pick up something. So there's some reasons, uh, you know, but they do, again, it's, uh, and this isn't, you know, our high school is only what little over 100 kids so it's not you know not a big school so it's a little easier to uh, keep an eye on kids too. Uh, but yeah, I'd, I'd like to say, I think at one point they were making them lock them up, but when they're in class, keep them down. Don't use them on tests. Uh, don't. Uh, I think you can listen to music if you're in like study hall yeah, you with can. your phones, yeah, right? something like that. But, you know, there's rules on, but they've kind of realized that you can't exactly put the smoke back in the bottle on, on some of that stuff. But they do have guidelines. And they have had kids, uh, they've taken their phones away from them, yeah. and they've had to pick them up. Because uh, I've had a few kids, hey, can you let me in to get my phone? And I said, I don't know, are you allowed? Um, trying to pull one, get one past the janitor. So I'm not afraid to call people to find out. But yeah, so there's, um, yeah, at this point, uh, but I don't know that I've ever heard any of the teachers in school, you know, take out your phones and look up something because they've got their laptops, their Windows laptops. So um, I don't think they've done anything like that. Maybe in they a few cases. They don't do it as much as they used to because they now have Chromebooks, but sure. uh, I hear they still do it on occasion, you know, or will recommend an app to a kid or something like that for, I don't know, some something, something, I don't know, to help them with a class or something like that, so... Maybe, um, and I'm not entirely sure on this, but maybe the egg teacher would have them install, like, a, um, uh, a plant book 
or a weed uh, book for looking up weeds on the phone so they wouldn't have to take a physical book with. And there might be some cases like that where, you know, if you're going to be out in the field, literally, uh, it would be nice to have something where you could look up different weeds or plants or animals or something. So there may be a situation like that. Not that kind of weed, Kevin. <laughs> Wowie. I, ooh, I got the ooey owie from the Maui wowie, man. <laughs> That's harking back to the seventies for sure. Oh yeah, that's some good shit, man. Ooh, smoke some of that good heat, man. Yeah, before we get a lawsuit brought against us. Yeah, uh, Cheech and Chong, folks. For those not understanding yeah. what we're going back to, yeah. sure. So, <laughs> but uh, yeah, no. So it'll be interesting to see. They were, I mean, they were nice little phones. Um, they had Android six on them. So, I, which I was real pleased with that it wasn't, you know, like 4.1 or 4.4 or something like that. So, we'll see. They were excited, you know, they were more interested to use them as iPods, you know, as MP3 players than anything else, really. So, and I bought micro SD cards, which gave them a total of about uh, 40 gigs of storage on them. So, you can't really knock it for we spent almost nothing. So,. I'm not going to complain. We'll see how it goes. But time will only tell. I think, speaking of that, we will move on to our picks for this week. Because um, Lisa Lisa's really anxious to talk about hers, I know. Oh, yeah. Okay, so. Just looking at my notes here, because I picked this two weeks ago. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. why I threw so you out our, there. Yeah, Our what was our price? 175 to 275. Yeah. Okay. So as probably the listeners know, I'm also the co-host of Three Geeky Ladies. And um, I'm the one who does all the editing for that, for better or for worse. But I do the editing. So I use GarageBand right now for the editing, which is fine. It's pretty simple, pretty straightforward. But if I ever wanted to do something a little more intense and I wanted to take the time to learn, I thought I would get a copy for $199 of Logic Pro X. Or 10. I'm not sure if they pronounce it 10 or X. I think it's um, 10. Logic Pro 10. The most advanced version of Logic ever. And I know it's mostly for recording music and for bands and songwriting and such, but you can also use it to edit. But if you you look at a picture of it, it's like, look at all those buttons and dials and inputs and tracks. Well, it just looks cool. Yeah, that's a little intense. So I would really have to have a good chunk of time to really learn how to use this. Yeah. I mean, when it first came out, just because it looked cool, I wanted it. Yeah. (laughs) Kind of like uh, using Final Cut instead of iMovie. Yeah, exactly. It just looks wicked. Yeah. So Wicked cool. Wicked cool, man. That's wicked cool. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, it's got great reviews. People like it. So again, if I had two hundred dollars just burning a hole in my pocket, mm. like most of us do. Closet uh, didn't yeah. burn you before it burnt the hole. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, Logic Pro Ten, just to give it a try. Very cool. I can wholeheartedly support your pick. Thank you very much. So maybe you'll find it under your virtual Christmas tree this year. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> hold hold out hope for that one. So. And along it, with my uh, along with my Game Boy and my um, Nintendo Switch, the Switch. I couldn't think of the yep. word. Yep, they'll all be there waiting for me. 
You'll have a geeky yep. Christmas. Mm-hmm. You'll freak out if you did wake up and all that crap was under your Christmas <laughs> Wouldn't tree. Wouldn't that be the weirdest thing? Like, what the heck? <laughs> well, it should, at least we go, what the hell happened? Yeah. It should, be, it should be looking out the door. Are Mike and Kevin standing outside? <laughs> yeah, really. Wait, what's going on here? Yeah, and if that happens, hopefully some Garth Brooks tickets will show up on my um, in the next couple weeks. But that's a different story. Yes, very different yes. story. So, Michael, would you like to talk about your picks? Yeah, don't do, put your finger to your nose and do that, Kevin. It freaks me out. Now, okay, since it's like, uh, oh, good Lord. I'm going to have to sit here and dodge these things now. He's flicking things. Anyway, uh, as Elisa pointed out, it's been two weeks. So uh, when we were going to do the show last week or two weeks ago, I had this one pick. Well, me and my impulse control, I kind of broke down and bought it. So I'll mention it, and then I'll tell you about my real pick. So the one that I actually broke down and bought was a Works Ultimate Arrow Cart Combo. So basically this thing is uh, – you can't see it quite from uh, – you got to look at several of the pictures there. But uh, it's the basic unit is a uh, – it will double as either a wheelbarrow – or a two-wheel cart. By uh, You take this lever and you flip your wheels from one position to another. You can either carry stuff around like a wheelbarrow, or you flip the wheels down and you can use it like a two-wheel cart to haul things around. So it's got this little uh, platform that flips down, so you can set things on it and carry it around. Uh, it also has uh, several attachments that go with it. Um, one of them is what they call a bottle carrier. And it's got, uh, uh, if you look uh, at one of these pictures here it's got little slots on the top of it there so you can slide it in so if you carry like the big some people all right so folks we've had a bit of skype trouble and apparently south dakota has flown out of skype so mike didn't get to finish talking about his pick but i will put it in the show notes that you can see and despite a couple minutes of hanging up and everything else uh trying to add mike back it's not working so we're going to move on uh to my pick and my pick is something Mike and I were talking about the fact that they took the iPods for the most part out behind the woodshed and uh, beat them all and got rid of them, the Nano and the Shuffle anyway. So what I decided, or what I want to pick is, because I don't have a current generation iPod touch, uh, my choice is a refurbished 128 gig iPod touch. In hundred uh, in space gray because I don't like the white face on devices, so I had to get space gray. And I will have to admit that something now since they've discontinued them, I'm on my on a quest. Uh, as I mentioned earlier, Dorothy was kind enough to give me all these iPods. I'm on a quest to collect some more of them because it's something I can collect that doesn't take up much space. And I actually always wanted what they called the Fat Nano. Uh, looked a lot like a squished iPod Classic, and I've been hunting around, and I may have to pick one of those up if I can find a good used one that I know about. I've seen them for under a hun- well under a hundred bucks, actually even under fifty dollars. Um, so I'm actually on a quest to build out my iPod collection because you know everybody needs thirty or forty iPods, right, Elisa? I only have about six, so yeah, I have I'm way behind. I have four, uh, three is seven, and two's nine, ten. I have ten, so I gotta beef it up a bit here. Mm. Now, what do you know offhand what the original price was of this iPod Touch? The uh, unrefurbished one is two ninety nine for the same thing. Okay. So you so save fifty dollars, two forty nine ninety nine on the refurb store. Because I remember, oh gosh, I can't even remember what year. 
went whatever year they came out, I believe it was, I bought um what did I buy? I must have bought a MacBook and I got an iPod touch for free. Oh wow. But it was original. That was, you know, like now they're doing the Beats headphones yeah. and the different things, but that I got uh, I got an iPod touch. Yeah, the I have two first gen iPod touches. Uh, one of them, the digitizer screen's kind of wonky, so I don't use it very much. It's like the right-hand side of the screen doesn't work that well, and plus they won't run any current versions of iOS. So, I mean, they're stuck at version 4 or something. of It wasn't even called iOS then. I think it was called iPod OS or something like that. So, yeah, it was it was kind of weird. But, yeah, that's what I want, and I may have to, you know, like my Game Boy collection has been expanding. Um, I may have to you know, expand my iPod collection a bit more. Why not? So, yeah, it can't hurt anything. Well, you know, I totally get it because of your vast music collection. It just won't fit on six, seven, eight, nine iPods. You've got to spread them out. Exactly. I got to spread it out across multiple devices. And I get it. Know, I get it. You know, one song per device. <laughs> I get it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, me. Well, folks, that's going to wrap us up for this week. Uh, unfortunately, I'll do Mike's outro, and then I'll let Lisa do. If you want to find out about Mike and his musings, go over to... You can follow Mike on Twitter at twitter.com forward slash dscchipman. Or if you go over to about.me forward slash Mike McPeak, you can find links to things that other things he's done there. And you can also see, uh, if you want to hear more of his dulcet to- tones, go over and check him out on Sci-Fi Tech Talk. So, Alisa, where can the folks find more from you? 3GeekyLadies.com. We just released an episode. Uh, Tim Robertson was one of our guests, and we talked about sexism and technology. Take a listen to that. And on Twitter, I am at Sensei Dai. Very good. And please follow Alisa because, if nothing else, the, the witty comments I get in reply to some of my tweets are just worth it alone. Even if you don't follow <laughs> anybody but her and I and Mike and, and Melissa. You can you can get some witty repartee, repartee is that how repartee. you say it? repartee between the the three and the four of us. Um, we will spare you the texting that we do between the four of us because that gets really bad at times. But yeah. but it's enjoyable. We all have fun with it. So we have fun. Yes, and folks, if you want to find out more about me, go over to twitter dot com forward slash big underscore in underscore va. Or if you go over to my about.me page at about.me forward slash Kevin Alder, there are links to other sins, crimes, or atrocities that I may have committed online in the past. And folks, if you want to find out more about the show, go to geekiestshowever.com. And reviews and comments and iTunes are always welcome. That helps the show get discovered and get us more listeners. So folks, as I said, we're switching to an every other week schedule, so it'll be two weeks before we hear from you. So in that sense... Between now and the next week we meet, don't forget to hug a geek. Here we go! Curious about Nintendo? Well, check out the Nintendo Club podcast. This podcast is done twice a week. We dive into all things Nintendo. We dive into retro. We dive into current games, what we're playing, what cool Nintendo news is going on. Check it out here at the Spotlight Network, the Nintendo Club podcast. We broadcast this live out every Sunday evening starting at 8 p.m. Eastern. Check out the NintendoClubPodcast.com website for more information.